Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Last Podcast. Hey guys, hope everything's going well out there. Glad you're listening. And if it's your first time listening, this is a podcast all about the different aspects of comedy, from telling the jokes to living the life on the road to getting motivated. And today, our topic is about goals. I've had a lot of emails and questions on different Facebook groups about what goals should I have at different points in my career? What should my ultimate goal be? And although I can't tell you what yours should be, I can give you some reflections <laughs> on what mine were as and they changed over the years. Yeah. And give you some kind of parameters on what to think about because honestly, if you don't have any goals set up, you're guaranteed to achieve none of them. <laughs> so are you going to go that's, zero for zero? I, that's what I feel like. <laughs> Gavin's a goal. The only thing he's been, his goals has been to, to dig holes. And, yeah. He's been doing some manual labor on the side, but that's yeah. going to be our topic today. Uh, before we get into things, though, I always like to read an iTunes review. Yes. So let me grab one right here. This one is from Mom Comedian. My favorite part about the School of Last podcast is feeling connected to the other comedians who are hundreds of miles away. Wow. Listening in inspires me to write and perform. Thanks to Rick and Gavin for helping me feel connected. <laughs> with pro tips about comedy. That's awesome. That's really cool. I know a lot of people are all over the country and not always able to head into the comedy club or yeah. hang out at open mic. So this is like your digital green room if you need so that. Cool. Glad that we're here for you. Uh, here's another quick one from my friend Keith up there in Louisville. I've known Rick for years and he's taught me a lot about comedy, whether or not I was even working with him. This podcast not only puts all my learning into all that learning into one place, but refreshes things I already knew, tells me things I didn't know, and it shows me that a lot of things I discovered on my own are correct. Yeah. That's cool. Thanks. That's Keith McGill, one of my buddies from Louisville, oh, who's cool. doing awesome. And uh, good to hear from all you guys. Those podcast reviews yes. are uh, important. So here's one of my goals for this year. We're at 20 right now, and we're not at episode 20 yet, so we're, <laughs> we're averaging like one per episode. I'm happy to get all of them, but I would like to hit 50 by New Year's yes. Eve. Yeah. So if you've been listening for a while and you thought, I'll do that one day, the, you get on your laptop today. Do that your desktop today, <laughs> today and, and help us out there. I'd really like to see 50. If we hit 50 by the end of the year, there's going to be a special gift for everybody listening, okay? <laughs> Everybody's going to get something really cool, but we got to hit Good. 50 to do it. We're kicking me off the show. That's right. That's right. If we, <laughs> That'll be the gift for everyone. If we get 50 today, I'll know you really want Gavin <laughs> yeah. off the off the show. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one of my little goals there. So... That question, uh, that leads us to our next thing, which are questions. You can send them by Facebook or School of Laughs at Gmail. Yeah. We also have SpeakPipe yes. right on the schooloflaughs.com website on the podcast page. And this next question is coming in through SpeakPipe. So let's take a listen and see what's on her mind. Do you use saver lines in your act? So if a joke doesn't hit, do you have something that you tend to say after? All right, that question is from Karen, and I think that's a great question. Yeah. All comics are going to have many lines that don't work. <laughs> the great comics make it seem like those lines are okay, they, and they've got a saver line. Some people call them uh, comeback lines. Right. Uh, different people call them different things. But that line you say after that dead spot, do I have them? I definitely do. Over the years, I've tried to go to it less and less. And there's times where I can kind of get through a joke without them even knowing I missed it. Right. 
because the joke was on the way to a bigger joke. But I'll give you some of my favorite save lines that I've heard over time. And I'm not saying maybe that you can use these. These are just ones that I've heard. <laughs> yeah. So I Get know Get a pen great. and paper. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite, and again, forgive me if I've said this on podcast before. I don't think I have. One of my favorites was from a comic who would tell the audience that he was going to do a joke. Right. And if it wasn't good, don't laugh because I need to get honest feedback. And so he would tell a joke that he'd either laugh or not. And then later on in the show, he would do a joke that was going to bomb on purpose. Gotcha. And then he would, it would, he would tell this big, long joke, no laughs at all. And then he'd look at the audience and go, ah, oh, those idiots in Des Moines really set me up. All right. <laughs> you know, so it was a callback to, to bringing attention to the joke yeah. that may or may not work. So that was a pretty clever way. Uh, That's many, what I see a lot of is people bringing attention to the fact that it didn't work because there is that tension in the room where it's like, oh, and if they can bring attention to that, then it releases that a little right. bit. Right. And there's a, you know, it's a weird thing. Back when I was in broadcasting or learning to go into broadcasting, I didn't really get stay in there very long. We're in it now. We're buddy. in it now, brother. Uh, they all have always had this term, don't celebrate a mistake. Right. So like if you're, you see those newscasters, they make a mistake, they kind of just fix it as quick as they can and move yeah. on. Then I go, whoa, I'm an idiot. I can't right. read stuff off a prompter that I haven't <laughs> seen before. Because we all know it's kind of hard to pull yeah. off. On stage, though, if you, if you especially if you have two or three lines that don't work in a row, then I think you almost have to say yeah. something. If it's just one, you know, shrug it off. Uh, some other lines that you hear over time, tons of comics say stuff like, man, when you guys don't like something, you don't mess around. Right. And that'll get a laugh. Um, just all kinds of things. So, I don't really have one that I go to, you know, because I've tried to now just to do stuff that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if something doesn't work, it's kind What's of... What's that like? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not always that way. But <laughs> but if something doesn't work now, it's not as obvious because there's a lot more right after it. Right. So, like, all my jokes have multiple taglines. You know you've got another 20 minutes that's solid to go to, and you can just go to it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if, if, a, if a total bit bombs, like yeah. say I'm doing something brand new, it might stand out as not as polished as the rest or what have you. But I'll still keep on that joke till it gets a laugh. Yeah, I've I've heard it's like some of the guys. You know, I think uh, maybe it was in the movie Comedian with uh, Seinfeld, where he was just like he would just literally turn around and just like write down on the piece of paper that he was working on his joke. You know, he's like, okay, scratch that one off. Right. And it's like, you know, people were like, ha 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 ha. It, it did get a little laugh because it was so obvious. But he was for real. He was like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. Next. And there was quite a few guys when I was first starting that guys that were headlining would use a similar thing um, during a headliner show they usually drop the checks right and that's just a time where you either can experiment plow through pretend it's not happening or try out <laughs> new material so the ones that would try new material would just flat out say hey, i see the checks are coming out i'm going to try some new jokes out here for the next six or seven minutes let right. me know what you think and they would have them on little note cards or index cards and if they huh. worked they put a big check mark you know they'd overplay the check mark that they're sure. making and if it didn't work they'd rip it up and throw it on the stage and that yeah. would get a laugh and keep it moving sure so it's great to have some save lines. Just over time, you want to not have to need them as much. Yeah. But think of a couple of things you could say that, you know, kind of gets the crowd back in the mood. And they know that you're new at this or that it's sure. comedy isn't easy. Sure. Um, so write them. Just like heckler lines are good to have. If you don't have to use them, even better. And then the more experienced person has the bit that they know is going to work that can get them back in. Right. Which I guess famously that was like uh, Chris Rock's experience on what is it, Tonight Show or whatever, where mm -hmm. they asked him what the the audio cue for his last joke to go in. And uh, he did his first couple of jokes or whatever, and they didn't work. And so he immediately, like a good comic, went to the bit he knew, which was supposed to be his ending bit. And so his entire time on the Tonight Show was like 35 seconds <laughs> right. long. He had to open almost yeah. with his closer. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was so... 
you know, just be careful. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny, and it's true. You know, it's it, it, the the beauty of all of comedy is that it's a live experiment, experience, all these things going on. Yeah. So people give you a little room for error. That's when you when you go see an improv group, they might have a five minute scene that completely eats it, but the crowd understands oh. they're trying this fresh off of our ideas. Right. Yeah. So the the bigger the tightrope, the more they understand. Yeah. Yeah. But but audiences love it when you take risks too. So don't be afraid to try out those new materials. Yeah, and and keep your save lines That's handy. Cool. I like the I like the drop the check time. That's a good one. Yeah, check drop. I would always try out when I was headlining. I would try out a new song there. Yeah. And usually I would, that's when I'd pick my guitar up. All right, they're not listening to anything for six minutes. If they like these first two songs at all, I know they've got something there. Right. So a good place to drop it Very in. Very cool. Cool. So that's a speak pipe question. Yeah. Anybody listening can go right to the School of Last website and ask a question, and we'll get at least one answered on every episode coming up. All right. Today's topic? Goals. Goals. Yeah. And Goals. This, this has come in over time. I've obviously taught these classes here in Nashville a while, and people say, you know, they go through the graduation process. We just had a graduation show last week, and they're like, what do I do now? Like, there's that big kind of build up, build up. You've been working on this. You wrote three minutes. You perfected it the best you could. You did it on stage for the first time. And then what's your next steps? Right. What should my goals be? And it, it really depends on multiple factors. So I'm going to try to give you some parameters to think about where you can set your goals and why you need to set them. Yeah. The first thing you have to understand, though, is really why do you want to do comedy in the first place okay and i'm going to tell you three reasons that might be the reason in the back of your head and these are not really good reasons all right if all your friends say you're funny and you should do stand-up yeah now i hear that a lot right i'd say at least a third of the people that take the comedy class are like my friends told me i should try this so i'm going to try it okay those are the kind of friends that are very dangerous because if they told you you should do something they're great to have around at a party yeah, right because then they're laughing but yeah they're dangerous they're dangerous because uh, only if that's not what you really want to do okay yeah. so if you if you're getting talked into it by somebody else and it's really not something that's driving you mm-hmm. then you're not going to have the drive to keep it going right now if you've if you've told them you have the drive to do it and they're all like 100% absolutely that's yeah. what you should be doing, then that's a different thing. But if the only reason you're trying to get into comedy is because people said you should, eh. You know, there's, <laughs> I, I could tell you you should go mow my yard. Right, yeah. You know, maybe that's what you should be doing. Yeah. So don't let something that little be your entire focus for getting into comedy. Yeah. Uh, this one I hear too. I just want to make people laugh. Oh, do you? Yeah, I, do I you? just want to make them laugh. Oh, good. Good for you. You know, what happens when those people don't laugh You'll right. have a big empty spot because you didn't pull off what your goal was. That's what I've got right now, a big empty spot. <laughs> well, I've seen your show, Gab, yeah. and people really want to laugh. It is They want to. They're They'd love begging to. you to make yeah. them laugh. They're they're very willing, yet For you don't the, seem to want to make them to laugh at I, all. Yeah, I can't. I, I know. It's not in me. It's it seems like you want to expand on some concepts that are a little bit too tricky to understand. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> uh, wanting to make people laugh is great. I enjoy but right. I, I've always said this, is you can't make anybody laugh. I can give you something to laugh yes. at. I can help your mood lighten. I can do what I came here to do. I, I can do what you expect me to do, but I'm not going to make anybody laugh. Right. And when I first started, I would concentrate on that one guy in the audience. Uh-huh. And every comic from me to the, the best comic you've ever seen to the beginning comic does the same thing. We focus on maybe 300 people are laughing, <laughs> but the one other guy in the room isn't. Yeah. And we, you don't hear those 300 people. All you see is that one guy staring it's down. It's focus on it. Oh, And that's just like chasing a donkey is all that is you know you gotta <laughs> stay you gotta stay with your focus yeah you go off chasing that donkey the whole herd gets away yeah you know what i'm saying so that's another thing that you, if that's the only driving force you want to make people laugh 
think a little deeper. Right. Uh, are you convicted? If that's what you absolutely have to do, that's a different thing. Right. Just because you want to do it, that's noble. Yeah. But there's a lot of people doing it already, and people can watch a movie. There's other things they can do to get it left. Right. And then the third one, and this sometimes can can be the motivator initially, but it can't be uh, only, is that I, I hate my job. <laughs> Comedy looks easy. I'm going to go for that. I hate that's, my job. That's where I'm at. That is my... I I hate... I hate my job so much. I can't even I can't even describe how much I hate it. I I dig holes as we said. I stand in lines for people. I buy milk. I walk a dog. Gab is a Gab is a personal assistant. I won't yeah. say for who or, or however long. Yeah. But, so he's he is doing the stuff that other people don't want to do. So his whole day is filled up with stuff that's not only does he not want to do miserable. somebody else didn't want to do yeah. it either. Yeah, they're willing to pay me to do the stuff that makes them miserable. Right. And it's making me miserable. And I hate it. So every second, every second of my day is spent thinking, how can I get out of here? It's Was, like I'm uh, in jail or something, you know. Well, do your friends think you're funny? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to help make people laugh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I'm just running scared at this point. Like, I'm, you know, I'm thinking like, this, this could be my way out. I feel like I have... A, I feel like I have some potential. That's honestly what I feel like. I feel like I have a little bit of potential, and then I feel like if it were crafted in the right way, and then if I had the right opportunities to use that, uh, that I could make it work. All right, um, so let me ask you these questions. Yeah. If you say yes to all Nothing three tough. of these. I'm on the edge of tears right now. <laughs> all right. Hey, you can always go dig a hole land if you need yeah. to. So here's three questions. If you answer these yes, then maybe comedy is oh, the thing okay. for you. Okay. When you watch other comics, do you think... Let's ease into this. Okay. <laughs> when you look at these other comics, you're like, I'm definitely funnier than that person. Ooh. That person's making a living at this. I know I'm more funny, more creative, more original. I can bring something more unique than this person's bringing to the stage. Do you ever feel like that? Yes. Okay, that's a good sign. Yeah. You, you almost have to have... You have to have some kind of ego to do comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And a little bit of arrogance... Not not to be in people's face, but to think that you could do something that someone else is doing and right. that they've spent 10 years practicing and you think you could be better, you need to have a little bit of that. Yeah. Okay. And I had that the first... Honestly, what's really weird is that the first time I saw a professional comedian, I didn't have that. I thought, oh my gosh, that was amazing. I could never do that. And then I went back literally the next day and watched the same guy do the same act. And then that's when it hit me. I was like, oh... He's not coming up with a new hour every, every night. Yeah. I could do this. That's when it hit me. I was like, all I have to do is just do this over again. Do it once and then do it over and there over and go. over and over again. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the real question to ask. Yeah. All right. Why do you do comedy? If you say there's nothing else I'd rather do, period, then that's a good sign. Yeah. If you're willing to do it for free, because you will. That's <laughs> I a good feel like sign. I have been. But <laughs> all right. So... So everybody listening out there, just think about you know why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. I don't want you setting goals for something that you shouldn't even be doing or, or you might not even be built for. Right. So if you know why you're doing it, great. All right. So that's that's the key. So if, let's say you've got to that point. The next thing you have to think about is your is your long term goal. Okay. And the, really, the only the best starting place for that is just define what success is for you. Gotcha. And we've talked a little bit about that on previous podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. But what does impact what does your success look like? For me now, it's changed over the years, but now it's having an impact when I either perform or teach or do speeches or whatever. If I'm not having an impact, I'm just 
it's totally self-serving. Right. Now, in the beginning, it was self-serving. Yeah. I was up there to, to get better for me, to eventually go pro and all these different things. But now it's changed. Yeah. So realize that, that your your goals are going to change as yeah. you go along. But long-term, what is that's, your... That's scary because I think I feel like I'm starting off like I want to say things to people. Like I want to... <laughs> so maybe in the future, it'll just trail off and it'll just You're be gonna for me. You're going to go backwards? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the thing is, it has to start somewhere. Yeah. All right. So like what what would your long-term goal be? Like what would you def- define as success for Gavin? I want someone to be when they're talking to their kids or talking to their parents or something, quote something that I said because it was a good idea and right and funny and it communicated a, some sort of truth. Like when I'm talking to people, sometimes I'll say like, oh, I heard so-and-so say this and that, you know, that's what I think. But I don't know. That, that's But you can accomplish that through skywriting. That's um, true. Through graffiti. But I, but I don't think it, I don't, I think the comedy part for whatever reason is is the way I've always communicated. And I feel like it's what gets into people's soul. Like when I communicate with comedy, that it gets into people's soul. It gets right in there. Yeah, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that may sound crazy, but that's, I, I feel like that's, you know. I think it's okay. It's a little weird. It is weird. I've never gotten into anybody's soul with my comedy, I don't think. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like Bill Hicks, like when I was younger, I used to listen to Bill Hicks, and that like changed my world He got into your view. soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of your that's driving force. Exactly. Yeah. I understand that. Okay. All right. So let's say that's your goal. What sacrifices do you need to get to that point? I mean, everything. <laughs> pretty much, right? Yeah, everything basically. Everything has to be I mean, out the window and, and full on focused on I comedy. honestly, right now, should be doing other stuff, and I'm doing this because I, it's the sacrifice. The other stuff. You know, I can balance all that stuff later, you know, but I'm trying to focus on this, you know. You got, that's good. You got to carve out, it's got to be something that's just driving while you're doing everything else. You're thinking, I should be doing comedy. I should be writing comedy. I should be working on that bit. Yep. If it gets that infectious into you, you're on the right track. Yeah, good. You're you're on the right track there, Rev. So good stuff there. Um, So you got those sacrifices you have to make. The next thing is, okay, if if that's your goal long term, what little steps do you got to make? on the way there short-term goals right what do i need to do this week i mean it's literally today this week this month this year yeah go back at the end of the year recalibrate for the next and there really should be something on your list to do every day yeah and you should do at least one thing to move your career down the line whether yep. it's writing calling making connections any of those extra things yeah so what are some things when you wake up that you're definitely going to do to advance your comedy mine is usually i'm checking the evernote thing like we said and i'm trying to figure out how to usually i have a couple jokes that i'm working on and i'm just trying to check them off the list and i'm trying to get them completed and then anything that anything that like you said anything that moves me forward i started writing a little script a little comedy script for a youtube bit i don't have any youtube videos but but you're gonna have a really solid i'm gonna have one and i'm writing one so all of a sudden, instead of going, oh, well, I need to do this other stuff first, and I blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just sitting down. It was 7.30 in the morning this morning, and I was sitting there with my final draft on my computer out, writing script ideas, you know, down. Uh, uh, God only knows how how uh, how coherent they are from me at 7.30 in the morning. But, but at least you're making the effort. But um, it's, it's in a there. driving force yes. in the back of your head. You know, for me, every day, I've, I've got to get something written. 
I've got a, I mean, there's a lot of business, business part of yeah. it, but there's also the big picture creative goals. And I'll right. get to all my stuff here in a second, but I'm just kind of priming yeah. the pump here with what Gavin's doing. Since he's on the newer end of things, it's, it's great yeah. to hear. And I think some of yours are going to match up with the ones I had early yeah. on. All right. Good. So you've got your little baby steps planned, you know, writing the YouTube videos, getting on stage, doing at least X amount of open mics yeah. per week, having a focus when you hit the stage at those open mics. So yes. you're just not just up there wasting time, all those things. And then when, if you can't figure out any of the steps, looking for other people to help you connect those steps. Okay. So let's say once you get your YouTube video up, nobody knows about it. Right. You know, would, who would you go to that's got some experience and getting lots of viewers, lots Mr. of subscribers? Mr. YouTube. <laughs> yeah, go to Mr. YouTube. Um, like I know my buddy Tom Mabe is a guy that I would call up and say, man, I got this killer thing. Oh, right, gotcha. Well, could you take a look at it? Yeah. Looking for people that have done what you've already mm-hmm. done seeing how they did it and seeing if that's a template you can utilize. Yeah. I mean, that's well, that's what I that's what I did. Map. I started just doing research. I talked to a guy at Capitol Records He's who, you know, I asked him, what, what are you guys looking for? And he said, oh, we look for these things in YouTube videos and we look for, you know, possible ways to, you know, market our brands with them. And so, hmm. So all of a sudden I'm thinking like, Product is, there placement. A, is there a way to put, <laughs> hey, is there a way to put a brand in here somewhere, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so, yeah, I mean... That's that's the constant push. <laughs> that's that's good. That's good. So you're thinking outside the box a little bit there. Yeah. Then the next thing you would want to think about, because we've talked about why you do comedy, what your definition of success is, all those things. Now, when do you decide that enough is enough? It didn't pan out. All right. Let me and I'll rephrase right. that in a, in the way that I look at uh, yeah an exit strategy. Like every business that starts, right. Most of the tech businesses that start, their whole goal is to get it to where somebody else will buy. It. Just this right. past week, yeah. rooftop comedy got bought out okay um and i think by I amazon i think you mentioned that on on another podcast yeah, it's either amazon yeah. or yahoo okay um but they got bought out right so they that's their exit strategy when you buy a stock you might buy a stock it's at twenty dollars you should have two things in mind yeah when do i sell it when it got too low when it gets too low yeah and when do i sell it when it's high enough yeah because the people that lose money in the stock market don't have the high enough one. Yeah, <laughs> they they know when it's too low, but they never set the the standard for when this twenty dollars stock hits a hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm selling all of it. Absolutely. So knowing when to give up and listen, comedy takes a long time to get going. Mm-hmm. It takes less time if you're doing something every day, or yeah. you'll notice improvement a lot quicker. It may take the same amount of time, but you can't skip three weeks and do some comedy. Right. You skip a month and then go write a couple of yeah. jokes. It's yeah. not nothing's gonna happen for it's you. It's super tough. I know. And it can happen. You know, you can get so caught up even when you are performing that you don't have enough time to write material. Yeah. You've got to keep it moving ahead. So you have to figure out and you know, you can set this ahead of time. You can be accountable to a friend of yours, say, listen, I'm gonna give comedy a three year run. Right. And in three years you should see some kind of progress. Yeah. If you don't see any, or it's getting worse, or you're not getting invited to do any sets anywhere, you know, if nobody's talking to you, or if it's impossible to get signed up anymore, it's because you haven't put in the time. Right, sure. So set yourself a a timeline, and and be cool that you tried something that 99% of the universe is afraid to try. Yeah. And if it's done, it's done. You know, You can still love it and support it, but it may not be the thing that you do. Yeah, and a a trick sometimes for me, because I am so busy, Sometimes I tend to not set appointments for myself, and and I'm just like, okay, well, if it works out, it works out. You know, I'm so busy doing this other stuff. But with the comedy thing, I've thought it needs to be a priority, so I'm gonna throw myself in the deep end by just creating these appointments. You know, and and like, um, so I said I was writing the script, so I could just sit at home and write the script and not tell anybody or not doing anything about it. 
But all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I need to finish this script. So I'm going to call my friend and I'm going to schedule that Saturday. We're going to go look over this script. And then I came here and I told you about it. And so it it creates an accountability and it creates a thing like, well, I got to have this thing finished by Saturday so that we can go over it. And now Rick's going to want to know, hey, did you finish that script? That's it looked right. pretty good. I'm going like, to wake up Saturday morning yeah, wondering what's Kevin me. doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm but, hiking and fall asleep Friday night but, thinking, I hope he gets over yeah. it. But no, it helps. Accountability it, is good. It helps. You know, Deadlines is what you got to have. Yeah. And that's what you're putting in there. There's a. Have you ever heard of Parkinson's Law? Par- the shaking guy? No. No. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> Parkinson's Law says that an activity will expand to fill the amount of time allotted for completion. Okay. So if you never have a deadline right it will how many guys do you know that have an old car sitting in the garage that is halfway done and, sure. and i'll get it done one day yeah. one day is not a definable end right if, if i'm got to get it done by next year i'm going to sell it that's the thing sure so think about when i was in when you were in school when i was in school we'd study for the test either on the way to school or as the teacher's handing out the test <laughs> that was, because that yeah. even though she told us on monday and now it's friday yeah. it expanded to take the entire yes. a lot of time yeah so with all of your goals you should have quantifiable deadlines. Deadlines, okay. You know, you can go online and there's stuff like the SMART, where SMART stands for something, you know, there's different acronyms that can help motivate you. There's backwards goals where you, you know, on December 31st, this has to be done, so that means on December 1st, this part needs to be done. Right, yeah. You know, I did that with this whole podcast when we were ramping up. Sure, I knew I wanted to have X amount in the can before we started releasing them, and, you know, we've got a schedule going now that seems to work pretty well, so there has to be those goals and those deadlines. If you don't have those, nothing gets done. So that should help you get your goals going. What I want to do now is kind of look back over my goals over the years. <laughs> I, I'm, if I'm anything, I've got all What's my stats. What's one of your goals sitting in a room with me? I never thought it would get to this point, Kevin, <laughs> where I would be confined to a room with a lunatic. Yeah. Uh, I started in 1990. Yeah. In May of 90, I went to my first open mic, which I did, you've heard that story before. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. All right. So I look back. I've got all my – I used to keep all my stuff in day runners. Yeah. So I've got all the calendars from the past 23 years. Everything, yeah. And so I look back last night at different goals because in the front of that calendar, I'd always write the goals for the year, and at the end, I would see if I achieved them or not. Right. And so I've always been a goal-driven person. <clears throat> One, at the, at the very beginning – my sole goal was to not have to work for anyone else. Mm. That's kind of where you're at. Yes. And to meet girls. <laughs> that was literally on my book. My, mine is honestly the same. Um, <laughs> Just don't tell your wife. Yeah. And so oh, my goal was pretty lame, but I, I was meeting girls and not working for anybody else at the end of that year. Yeah. Way to go. Nice. Right? By 93, I wanted to book 50 weeks a year of work. Yeah. I wanted 4th of July off so I could go to the, to Lake Cumberland. Right. And uh, Mine Christmas was to get week. out of the 8th grade at yeah, that point. Yeah. <laughs> you to be born. <laughs> so 50 weeks a year of work. That right. means not going a week without getting paid to do comedy. Gosh, yeah. And did it. In fact, I just looked back at those calendars, and there was a stretch of 21 months where I didn't have a week off, oh. which is you know backbreaking in a way. But I was living the dream. Yeah. And it, my count, an empty date on my calendar motivated me so hard. I, yeah. I called until I found something. So that was the kind of drive that I can't tell you to have, but that's what I had back then. Right. And so 50 weeks a year, boom, did that. After just four years, my goal was to start featuring all the clubs. Gotcha. All right, so all the ones that I could. Not everybody wanted to boot, bump me up. Right, sure. But I got there. And then the next goal after that, the next year, was to feature all the A rooms. Ooh. And that was a little bit harder because that's much better harder. talent. Yeah, you know, in a room sometimes you have a headliners coming down just the to take the competition. Yeah, the competition is there. Uh, but we got there. Then by '99, four years later, I wanted to headline every room. 
that I could. And if, if I couldn't, I was definitely featuring those others. So yeah. I, my, my goal there was to do as much as I could. It ended up being 50-50, and I did 50 weeks that yeah. year. 25 weeks, I was able to feature 25 headline, but I worked Damn. 50 and did what – so that was a tough one. It, yeah. And I almost didn't make it to the very end. I was able to squeeze <laughs> in a couple of headlining gigs. Uh, mainly because they Gosh. wanted cleaner acts around the holidays, right. which yeah, is yeah, something sure. that kind of got my mind going. And, yeah. and then 2000, uh, we'll jump a few years here. 2005, I wanted to do 80% corporate gigs and 20% club. Right. And by corporate gigs, that's my overall umbrella for private gigs, fundraisers, anything not gotcha. at the club. Okay. So non-comedy club. Right. Because I wanted, at that point, 2005, we're going to have my first kid. I was going to say, that uh, sounds like a life change. Yeah. And so that was my goal. And so this is the weirdest thing for me. I was going from having, you know, 50 weeks a year. Even when I was – that wasn't my goal. I was still 45, 47 weeks sure. a year. And when I said I want to do corporate, you have to leave blank spots on your calendar for things to happen. Right. And so it was very tempting. I could have booked – scary. Yeah, I could have booked up a year just doing right. clubs. But my goal that year was to 80-20. Yeah. You know, it's a big drop. So I left the spots, and it, initially it was a little bit tricky because I'd look at my calendar, I'm like, man, I only got three gigs this month. <laughs> Last, you know, back when I was doing clubs, I yeah. had, you know, if you do seven shows a week, that's 28 shows versus three. Yeah, those tumbleweeds going across your calendar, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Those three gigs paid better than those 28 nights right. at comedy clubs. Yeah. So I, I had to shift my mind and think, you know what? I Anybody, you know, at, after doing this many years of comedy could just stay in the clubs. Right. But my goal is to have a better home life and be sure. around my son so he didn't end up doing comedy for a living or what have you. So that was yeah. a big shift. Oh, and then a couple of years after that, when my son was two, I wanted to go 100% corporate. Yeah. No clubs unless they called me. And maybe it was Some a chance to work event, with a yeah. friend or in my hometown yeah. where I grew up or my wife's town where she grew up, that kind of stuff. And luckily able to do that. 2009, I had done as much comedy as I'd ever dreamed of doing. Yeah. And one thing that had always interested me was, was speaking – where I could use humor, but I had more of the teaching thing that I'm kind of right. doing now. Sure. And so I was going to test my, put my little toe in that little water yeah. and see how it worked out. And so I had to write a speech, got one written, got a booking. My very first booking, I was able to get three or four bookings off of that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. And realized there was something there. Gosh, yeah. So that's been a shared focus with my stand up here the past six, five or six years. And since I started speaking, my, one of my goals every year is to have a new hour speech every year. Yeah. And that takes some... You see me in here cranking stuff yeah, out I and have. tweaking it's, it's, slides and whatnot. That's actually why I was like, wow, holy cow. That's it's so, a lot. So in the past uh, five years, I've developed three one-hour speeches. Gosh. As well as um, getting this thing up and running, which is a school of laughs. That was another goal of mine is to not only just teach locally, but be able to teach anywhere right. somebody wanted to hear from me. Yeah. And there's and I've, I've apparently found out they do because we're growing. There. Yeah, and so it's great, but that took a lot of work. And uh, so yeah, that year, you know, last I guess it was way back January of last year, my goal was to come up with the online course, to get a better website for School of Laughs. Yeah. To eventually spin off and do a podcast so people found out about yep. it. The online course took a full year to do. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge, I mean, I can't even tell you how many hours. Oh. I mean, it had to have been 200 hours plus yeah. of just figuring out how to tweak these things and record the videos. And so that was moving me forward. This year, my goal was to get that podcast up before July 1st. We got it up in June. We did, yeah. And so we're going to knock out 26 podcasts, 26 posts on the School of Last page. Yeah. So now it's all... In this phase, for me, I still am doing my speeches, and every every two years now, I'll probably add another hour speech. Right, yeah. I've kind of got enough to market. Right. You know, another speech means another marketing campaign or what have you. And 
the big one starting now, and we'll be accountable for this, since I'm saying it right now, <laughs> is to have a new hour of stand-up recorded by December Ooh, of next year. Holy so God. we're recording this on Halloween, basically Halloween yeah. of 2014. So along with everything else that we're doing here for this Gosh. podcast and the website and all that stuff, I'm going to be writing a new hour. So how do I do that? Let's go back. That's my long-term yeah. goal. <laughs> Short-term goal, Yeah. a minute a week. It's neat because I don't see any panic in your eyes at all about writing a new hour. <laughs> no. You know what's funny is in some ways writing a one-hour speech, you could say that's easier than writing an hour of comedy because right. of the beats are different yeah. and the expectations. But I, by doing these speeches for three years, I've got a better idea of how to construct an hour program in general. Right. So oh, my stand-up yeah, yeah, yeah. show, see, yeah. like I've, I've learned enough little techniques and tricks and, and ways to motivate my mind and, and structure things that I'm not worried at all about sure. putting that new hour together. Sure. Now, the one trick for me will be finding enough time to go out and hit the open mics just like anybody just else just trying work. out new material yeah. and work on it. But if I do, if I commit to writing one solid minute a week, mm-hmm. I've got more than 52 weeks between now and next yeah. Christmas. I've got an extra couple of months. So there might be a week where it gets too crazy or what have you. <laughs> But I'm going to set specific goals, for, you know, at least twice a month. Yeah. It seems ridiculously small to some people out there, but at least twice a month to hit some open mics, to also work that material into my live show yeah. and start fading out some of the other stuff. And so by the end of next year. That's now, great. Now, let's throw something on top of that yeah. fire. <laughs> also, as before July of next year, Yes. hopefully even earlier than that, but that's going to be my deadline, Yeah. is a new CD of songs. Ooh. And so we're talking, Man. you know, 12 to 15 songs, comedy songs, on a CD. So next year, by the end of the year, I should have two new CDs out. Each one of those is worth a year's worth of time. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> so the the Gosh. focus has to be there. We've got the accountability going yes. right here. You guys are <laughs> right listening. Here, I want right you guys now. to... I'm looking at the whites of his eyes, and he looks like Rocky. He's like, I'm I, doing this thing. I got this. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, unless something crazily unforeseen happens, yeah. uh, I've got the commitment to it, and I've got my schedule now. Here's what's funny. All those goals that I had all the way up to 2005. Yeah. From 1990 and a half to 2005, I really only had me to consider. Right. Uh, to, you know, I, I was married, so I had some. Once I got married, I had a few considerations. But before that, it was totally whatever I wanted to do on my sure. own schedule. Yeah. There were no excuses. All right. From 90 all the way up to 2011, 2012, it is, I put out eight CDs. Yeah. But I, I could have put out it. If I, you know, right. I had the time to write an hour sure. every year. I may not have had the skill or ability, but I, right. I had the time to. <laughs> now I have more things to consider, so my time is more precious. Yeah. And so if you're listening right now and you don't have any responsibilities and you're the only person to, to consider uh-huh. in all these decisions, get on it. it get on it. You yes. can leapfrog and just go crazy with your, Yeah. you know, there's no excuses. There's no excuses at any point for anything. But when you've got 24-7, 365 yes. to do whatever you want to do, do it. Don't oh wait gosh. for opportunities. Create opportunities. It's a gift that you don't know you have. You don't. That's just the, like just like when a lady gets pregnant and they're like, oh, you better get some sleep now. Yeah. The first two or three years of that baby, you do not sleep. Yeah. All of a sudden, the biggest priority in your life is just taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> right now, the comics that are sleeping until noon, that was me back in the day. Yeah. 
But man, get up at 11. Then Gosh. get up at 10. Get up and before noon, get all your writing done. So yeah. you can go out and have experiences to write about it in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Get out there and do something. All right. There's so much stuff you can do and set those little goals each week. You know, if you're on the road each week, you should be hitting a museum. You should be filling up your mind Something. with experiences, going to places, whatever you're into. Just look around. Get out of the condo. <laughs> you know, I did a pretty good job of mixing stuff up, but I didn't always have the money to do stuff I wanted yeah. to. There's a ton of free things to do. There's, the more yeah. experiences you have, the more you can yeah. write about. All right, so I just laid out some major goals here for yeah, my next 15 I mean, months. That's crazy. You guys have to – here's – uh, well, let's do this. Yeah. This is a, okay. <laughs> Anybody that emails me after hearing this podcast episode, and, I, and I'll give you all the way to the end of 2014, if, if you're just right. logging on yeah, on December yeah, yeah. 31st and you hear this for the first time, shoot me an email that says free 2015 CD. Oh, free yeah. 2015 <gasps> CD. Put your name in there, phone number. We won't worry about address right now. Right. December next year. Everybody that asks for a free CD, I'm going to send one out. Do it. See, here's the thing. I don't, if you've been listening to this podcast, he's not necessarily creating a goal for you. He's creating a deadline for himself. He's, That's it. He just said, I'm doing this publicly so that it forces me beyond a shadow of a doubt to have that ready for the fear of disappointing people or whatever. But that's, I do that. Oh. It, it when you say it sometimes it feels like the final nail in the coffin but sometimes that's what you need to get yourself up and going you do and here's here's the interesting thing about the goal of creating CDs yeah that should be a byproduct of my original goal to write every day right and that's really what it is it's yeah. it's, it's going to be like the little trophy i give myself yeah but it all this all the little successes that come along the way are really byproducts of your work yeah you know uh, by having CDs, you can get on SiriusXM, Pandora, have your own channel on yep. Spotify. People can find out about you. I mean, great self-promotion stuff you can do. Uh, getting a manager, getting an agent. Yeah. Those guys notice you when you're creating stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't notice you when you're not doing stuff. So those are – I hear these goals from people. Man, I, in fact, this, the funniest email I ever got was somebody that had never done comedy before. <laughs> right. And, and he just flat out said, I'll take your class if that's what i got to do, but just tell me how to get an agent. Because I'm ready. What? This was out of the blue. I'm like, I, just, I was laughing. I, oh, I, said, I said, listen, even if you were ready, I can't even tell you how to get an agent. Yeah. I mean, here's how I tell you. You do great work. People talk about you. There's a buzz to come out and see you. They right. sign you. Yes. That's the track. That Have something marketable. Yeah. So here's the goal. Not get an agent. Yeah. Be so interesting that agents find you. Yeah. Be oh, my so gosh. funny people They're talk looking. about you. They're, they are looking. But you gotta have something. You right. can't just be the coolest guy in the world. You gotta have product. You gotta produce stuff. You gotta you know? be something that they can, some kind of tangible. You have to succeed but that's what on you're your saying. own. You're saying you're. I'm producing a CD of comedy, basically of comedy, and then a you know and a uh, a music one. Yeah. Jesus, that's just so but much you know, work. But that's that, I'm panicked. For <laughs> well, here's the thing: the, the the school of laughs has been a major focus for the past eighteen months. Yeah, and. It's going to continue to be, but I also need to keep feeding the fire right. that got me to where I'm at and keeps me going. Yeah. You know, so my goal is to, is to do those CDs, but that also means I'm writing every day. Totally. Writing a minute a week on average to contribute to it, polishing it, hitting the open mics, all the things that should be doing. Yeah. But if I'm doing those things, those things shouldn't be no problem. Yeah. Well, and, and now you're, you don't have to think about, you know, the website and the this and the that. You get to think about, okay, you know, bringing more students in, those kind of things. And th that's... Like you said, your goals are changing, and you know, 
It's, it's a, that is a huge amount of work. I just like. Let me throw one more thing on top <sighs> of it because I think we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to create another, one more additional online class. Okay. Um, I've got the, the writing class. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's If you guys want to learn about it, it's on the School Last website. But also, my next goal is a business class. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably in retrospect, I should have maybe created that one first because I get a lot more business questions. But right. I don't know when the deadline will be. It'll be within next year. Yeah. Let's just say it now, before <laughs> June. The, the first thing is going to be I the new business game. class, June. <laughs> by July, I'll have my song CD. Right. And by New Year's Eve, I'll have the full hour. Yeah. I love how you almost said Christmas, and then you gave yourself a couple more days. To well, I wanted to get it out there <laughs> yeah. for Christmas gifts, stocking yeah. stuffers. Yeah. So, but no later than but December 31st. The, gosh, the business class. So, gosh. So, you know, those are my goals. Uh, lofty, maybe, but you see what I did? I cut myself an hour of slack. I'm not, I'm not doing a new speech next year. I've you, got all this extra time. You also already <laughs> know, you know the steps that you need to take. I've and, learned them, and you've learned how how you work best, and how you know I need to go into my office, or I need to sit down and think these things through. And and uh, you know, for example, probably I'm just assuming that instead of getting in your car and just going home and thinking like, "Oh, I'll just listen to a song or whatever," and have my head in the clouds, and it, you'll be thinking, "What can I actually write a song about? I need to write a song. What can I write a song about? Here's my idea." Yep. You know, not and not in some just throw away nothing, you know, way, but you are consciously thinking, "This is mo- this will work. This is marketable. I could listen to this on Sirius here, and that's an idea I need to." To uh, develop, yep, you know. get it floating around the back of your brain so it yeah. has a chance to percolate and boil it down like a little That's... pressure cooker, <laughs> like a crock pot of comedy, yeah. <laughs> and let it simmer. And you then you sleep on it. How many yeah. great ideas do you have when you're sleeping? You I don't know because you got sleep. insomnia. I, I have insomnia, Sorry. so I wish I could sleep. But yes, that's but that that's, honestly that's when I do come up with a lot of my ideas in the middle of the night. You well, know, you know why? Because the rest of the day you're focused on so many other things. Yes. So you guys know what to do. Uh, everybody just get some goals together. I'd like to look at them. If you want to send me your goals. Yeah, that'd I mean, be awesome. I'm not going to try to change them. I'm just curious what you guys are up to yeah. out there. Uh, and I like to maybe we'll hold each other accountable. Yeah. In fact, why don't you do this? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Send me your goals. Tell me your deadlines. I was afraid you were going to say, Gavin, you need to have an hour's worth of stand-up. I was going to go, oh, God. I want you to take the hour you have and make it funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> your one joke, your four-minute joke's my, an hour. My, yeah. No, any, this is what we're going to do. You heard my goals. That we're going to be accountable. You guys set your goals, set deadlines, shoot me an email. Yeah. And just in the, in the subject line, you put goals slash accountability or whatever you want and put your date in the subject and then tell me what your goals are in the in the body. Yeah. And then I'll email you back on those dates and see if you what put happened. it off or not. So yeah. let's, let's all be accountable together. I love that. That's right. great. There's a million ways you can do this. Yeah. Today we just threw out a few ideas. Hopefully you found one idea in there that you can take away and utilize as you proceed in your comedy career. And really today we talked comedy, but if you're a speaker, if you're a songwriter, yeah. this is all the same. It, yes. You know, almost want to change the name of the podcast to the the business-minded creative or something yeah. <laughs> because a lot of this stuff transfers over so it does yeah if you have friends that are not comedians but they're singers songwriters independent artists share this one with them and leave us an itunes review yes that's our other goal 50 Come by on. 50 by christmas yeah let's do it guys yeah gavin thanks for popping in today yeah thank you and uh go dig a hole and put a goal <laughs> put a goal post in there I all will, right i will thank you very much see you guys 
listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay funny.